Hello and welcome to the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast. Now in series three, I am delighted to partner with the Ulster University who are sponsoring this series. In this series, I will be chatting to three inspiring local graduates who will share their journeys since leaving Ulster University. These graduates are making an impact right across the globe. I have no doubt that you will enjoy their stories. Hello and welcome to the Be Inspired to Be podcast. Um, today I am joined by the absolutely amazing Catherine Mernon, for, um, who is the founder of the Wellbeing Pathway. And Catherine has over 20 years experience in the health and wellbeing sector. Graduating from Ulster University in 1998, holding senior leadership roles to establishing her own business, the Wellbeing Pathway, in 2020. With an exciting new initiative also on the horizon, I cannot wait to hear Catherine's inspiring story. You're so welcome to the Inspiring Stories podcast, Catherine. What an intro. Thanks very much, Belinda. Really, really glad to be with you. Thank you so much. Well, we start off, Catherine. So if you can tell me a little about the journey which led you to finding the wellbeing pathway. Okay, so it's a bit of a a checkered journey over the last 20 years. And I worked in health and wellbeing services and support across the community and voluntary sector during that time. And it really, for me, was all about people, the people I connected with often at really difficult times within their lives. But it was really fast forward into 2009, whenever my husband had a cancer diagnosis. Okay. And at the time, life was going on really well. We had a lovely family. We were both working. I was managing a team um, across Northern Ireland and thought I fairly well understood health and well-being as a provider and a service liverer. But when things came to your own door, it was a bit of a different um, ball game to deal with then. So I was very good at telling everybody else what to do. Not so good at taking that on board myself. And during that time... Probably because of stress, balancing all the balls and trying to look after everybody else, I became ill myself and was diagnosed with a type of vertigo. And that had me on the flat of my back for a bit of a a time, which was not an easy thing for me (laughs) as an inpatient patient to actually um, cope with. So I really started to explore the whole area of well-being for me as an individual but quickly found that when I was practicing the skills and techniques around that that had a positive ripple effect across my family my community and the people I connected with okay so one day I was out for a walk with a friend Mm -hmm. and I said I would love to do something in the local community around health and well-being for people living with cancer because when things came to our door, and this was me who was fairly well qualified, informed, educated and connected, I struggled to be able to support my family. And I thought, if that's me, what's it like for other people who maybe don't have that information or that support or wherewithal there? So I said it a few times and one day she said to me, we're out for a walk, would you stop talking about this and just do it? But like that, the old imposter syndrome set in. Oh my God, what will people think? You know, well, I think you're doing this. Are you trying to look for glory here? What's it all about? But I thought, no, I'm doing this for people in the local community. I want to share my journey and I want to try and connect and inspire other people to have the best possible outcomes for themselves as well. So got a few friends on board, got a few uh, funders on board, and we quickly pulled together a six-week programme in the beautiful Toberware Monastery in Crossgar. And as they say, build it and people will come. People arrived and everyone either had a cancer diagnosis or was caring for somebody with a cancer diagnosis. And out of those six weeks, the connections we made were absolutely powerful. 
And I knew then that that was going to be my purpose, what I wanted to do in life. Probably a wee bit scared to take the leap at that stage because of family life and financial commitments and all of that. But like many other, um, whatever way you want to describe them, entrepreneurs or um, mad people, (laughs) during the pandemic, I thought, right, this is me. And I set up and founded the Wellbeing Pathway. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. Wonderful, wonderful story. Um, And, and, you know, obviously it was a a very challenging period um, that started uh, you to think differently, I suppose. Um, And nobody ever is prepared for that cancer journey. Sure, they're not, Catherine, you know. Um, And, you know, you wear so many hats. You're involved in so many things. And all of it is very much community orientated. Um, What's your motivation? Well, community is everything, really, Belinda. There's communities no matter where we go. And when I was putting together the website and I suppose my vision for the wellbeing pathway, the guy who was helping me with that said, well, what, what do you want to do? What is this all about? And I said, I want to inspire wellbeing in the places where we live, work, learn and play. And he said, right, that's what we're going to say. That's going to be the basis for this. So when you think when you're in a community, whether that's in a sports environment, in your home, in your workplace, when you're volunteering, it's groups of people. And that's what community is. And for me, it was telling the stories of the people in those communities, trying to highlight where the challenges were, trying to bring about the conversations for what does wellbeing mean to you? Where are the blockages? Where are the enablers? And how can I help in my work to have those conversations, I suppose, heightened and get people together that really can have so much positive outcomes and so much good in the local community? So it's the people that really inspire me and motivate me because without that, I wouldn't have the skills, experience and knowledge that I've gained over the years. Every single role that I've held, whether I've been providing services or leading a team has all been about the people and I think I've been very lucky because I've seen people at their most vulnerable and desperate stages in their lives. I've then seen what support, information and wraparound services can actually do to improve things for them and then I've looked at my teams as well in terms of what does that look like for them as um, dealing with things within the workplace and how as a leader I was helping to enable them and support them as well. So that kind of pulled all of that together from a community alignment and very much based on the values that I have around respect, trust, empathy and just bringing people with you. Love it. Love it. Isn't it wonderful? It is. Yeah. <laughs> and people are wonderful, aren't they? You know, and, and don't get me wrong, like you can have ups and downs, especially when leading teams, etc. But um yeah, they, they do they empower you and encourage you and, and motivate you to keep going. So it's just it's just wonderful the amount of community work that you do do, Catherine. It's it's um credity, it's fantastic. Well I, I learn so much from others as well. Um and I know we could talk all day about this, but I've been in so many different settings, even over the pandemic, and one in particular with a rural group of women. Now these women had come along to talk about health and well being and actually when I left after the six weeks with them, the information and the new knowledge that I had was powerful. And the thing about it is, Belinda, people often don't know what they have in them until you start to ask the questions and have the conversations. And these women knew so much about community, about values, about well-being, about connections, but nobody had sat down and explored that with them before. So now they are the leaders in their community, which is just so exciting. Amazing, amazing. So, you know, you're empowering yourself, but you're empowering others along the way. And totally. so that's, yeah, that's what it's all about. And, you know, you meet so many different people and you've you've had an uh, uh, incredible journey yourself. Um, who or what has been your greatest inspiration on that journey so far, Catherine? 
Well, there's one, there's loads, but there's one lady who really stands out. Now, I won't say her name because I haven't had this conversation with her about can I identify her, but I met her when I was working um, in Children's Brain Injury Services and sat side by side with her um, in very difficult circumstances up in the Paul Ward in the Royal. And even through the pain and the anguish that that woman was going through, she was still thinking about other people. So she was one of those people that you would want around you in a crisis. One of those people who, yes, she was going through stuff herself, but she had that empathy, that understanding, that real desire to help and, and support other people as well. And whenever I went to see her in her home then, she had cooked a meal. So this was a woman dealing with all the challenges she had but she was welcoming me and my colleagues into her home and trying to create that space for for us she then started to fundraise raise awareness of um, brain injury services set up her own uh, charity to support other people in the local area lost her husband through all of this as well and had very changed family circumstances but every single connection and interaction I had with her she always taught me more about myself about humanity about the power of connection and community. And I, if I'm coming to the crossroads or I'm worrying about something or I'm thinking, how is this going to land with an audience? <coughs> I always think, what would she think? If she was here, what would she do? So every single day I do think about her and whenever I'm putting stuff together, she is definitely my inspiration. Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful story. Um, and somebody who was going through a, a personally difficult time but sought within themselves to be able to support other people it's amazing isn't it well just pure beautiful authentic inside and out she's just an amazing lady love it and have you told her no well I have told her um when I've seen her and and I mean we'd, we'd be close in terms of a physical sense as well hugs and chats and all that kind of stuff but I haven't when I was thinking about this in terms of coming here today I hadn't um, spoken to her about it, but I know I will because even as I'm talking to you now, I can feel the goosebumps and I can feel that sense of, I suppose, energy going through me. And I think she has a lot to thank for that. Oh. Well, I'm sure she'll just, that'll be an amazing moment. I'd like to be a fly on the wall, I have to <laughs> say. And in terms of the new initiative on the horizon, Catherine, something very exciting um, <laughs> that you're planning. Um, you're bringing TEDx to your hometown of St. Patrick next March which is just incredible. So tell me all about it. You're smiling and I'm smiling <laughs> and inside I'm going, oh my goodness. So, well, probably like yourself and many listeners, Belinda, TEDx Talks have been an inspiration to me. I mean, they are amazing in terms of informing you, educating you, challenging you, pushing you out of your comfort zone. And um, there's a couple of people in um, Northern Ireland who have led the way as well in, in events. And I kind of thought, I would love to do that because I live in a rural area, yeah. but my nearest town is Downpatrick, which often doesn't get a lot of um, light shone on it for, for good things. And yet there are so many amazing people in the county down area. And I kind of thought, OK, I'm going to apply for a licence here. What have I got to lose? The reason I want to do this is to showcase and bring all those amazing speakers including yourself, Belinda, who I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted to have uh, uh, oh. on the list, um, to just real ordinary people, but who are doing extraordinary things to support and empower other people across their community, which I think is fantastic to celebrate. So it's happening in March next year, which seems um, a while away, but no, I know in terms of the organisation it won't be. So I've already got great speakers from the world of hospitality, sport, health, tourism, 
corporate, all of those people who have a story to tell, something that's worth listening to and something that I know that the audience on the day will go away and feel that they've got something uh, to give them added value and that they can take back into their workplaces, their communities, their lives, their families. And that's what this is all about. The theme is make it count. And how amazing (coughs) is it that we are privileged to have a life that we can actually make it count to live the best life we can for ourselves, but to give back, pay forward, whatever way you want to look at it and bring other people with you as well. So I am absolutely over the moon about it. I'm just so excited. I can see it for the listeners. She's just shining from head to toe. She's glowing. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And will it be a live event then? Will there be a live audience? Is that your plan? Yeah, there will be a live audience. So it's happening in the St. Patrick Centre in Downpatrick, which is a lovely venue. A lot of obviously culture, history behind that as well. Um, So we have the auditorium booked out there and I have a combination of live speakers in the day and a few stream TEDx events from people that I've been inspired by before but just a real eclectic mix of speakers which I think will attract that eclectic mix of um, an audience really funny when I started to promote it on social media particularly on Twitter the number of people who I'd followed in the past who were now following me uh, with lots of different agendas and lots of different excitement but I think now the momentum's growing and I'm going to try and keep that up over the next few months fantastic absolutely fantastic well thank you for inviting me along to that event Um, it'll be a debut for me um, and it's been on my bucket list so thank you so much and I can't wait to be part of it Um, and obviously to join you on the journey over the next few months as as you plan it too Um, so watch this space listeners Um, lots to come in relation to TEDx down Patrick from Catherine Mernon Um, so you know again on the journey and you've alluded to uh, circumstances which proved to be a catalyst for change um, and obviously a, a cancer diagnosis and your own ill health over the years but suppose as you reflect back over the journey um what has been your greatest challenge do you feel and how did you overcome it so there's probably something that would be very personal to me but it's not my story to tell and um, I will make a nod to that in terms of it's a um a member in the wider family with complex uh, mental health issues and that has had a huge impact on family dynamics and relationships but I've had to do work on that Belinda had to let go of what I can't control. I'm a bit of a fixer and I tried to fix things for a long time and I wasn't able to do that. So I've made my peace with that. But it's it's no doubt that it's still one of those things that gives you a, a wee bit of heaviness at times. Probably overall, the biggest challenge for me has been... Um, something that I talk to other people about in terms of belief in yourself and again I've done a lot of work on myself around that because you know rural um, girl growing up in the countryside despite grammar education still you know wasn't considered academic um, didn't really kind of I suppose believe where I was going to go in, in my life there was certainly no expectations or limitations put on me by anybody I probably put those on, on myself as well so even over the years when I've heard, when I've held senior leadership roles, when I've been given awards for my work, when I've been interviewed on different platforms, the, still the non-doubt has been there. So I've had to work really, really hard um, with that. And I think when I knew I was going to set up the wellbeing pathway... I kind of thought, okay, Catherine, you're at a crossroads here. You either take this and you run with it, you feel the fear and you just believe that you can do this or you're going to get stuck and then you're not going to be authentic because you're telling all these other people that you connect with (laughs) how important it is to believe in yourself, to live your best life and to, you know, look after you and yet you're not practicing that yourself. So that has been a big challenge and I'll be honest with you, I think it will always be a work in progress. I constantly go back to, you know, my coaching methods. I um, have supervision with a coach myself she helps me to look at you know the evidence box the toolbox and actually reflect on where I am 
um, listen to things like your podcast, listen to other inspirational people. That really helps to fill my cup up as well. But I think, to be totally honest, it is always going to be a work in progress for me. And why do you think that is? What where where does that you know doubt where does it actually come from? I think over the years, as I said earlier, rural female, you know, maybe my mom and dad are absolutely amazing. They're they instilled in me such a strong work ethic, but. I don't know whether it's, you know, a kind of a, a cultural thing here, maybe not getting above your station or, or whatever. But I certainly, um, I, I would have been confident that on the outside. People would always have me around if there was a bit of crack to be had or a bit of mischief to be up to. But I always had that doubt inside. So I think it was just mainly maybe putting the limitations on myself, looking at other people and thinking, oh, my God, I'd love to be there. or I'd love to do that, but I can't. So it was getting over that neg- negative language and starting to believe in yourself and also I had a couple of experiences in the workplace I've had some amazing amazing uh, bosses managers colleagues but I've had a couple of people who on hindsight and reflection I realized they were in a stuck place and they saw me as competition and they saw me as somebody who was going to highlight their inadequacies but at the time I didn't see that and I let them kind of criticize and I let their kind of uh, overpowering feelings and behaviors uh, affect me and it took a wee bit of a, a I suppose a work and a, um, a kind of a um, an experience to get through that and build my own strength and my own confidence back up again but loads of people have helped me with that and that's why it's great yeah. to be doing things like this because then you can hopefully show other people that there is a route and there is a journey to getting yeah. that back yeah and you know we're not on our own um, as you say, you know, everybody has a story and I'm a big believer in that. Um, and we all go through the highs and lows. That's life. Um, and it's building that resilience. And I think you're right in terms of you have to have that positive self-talk and that positive belief in your own abilities, um, regardless of what the external environment is like, you know, easier said than done. And, and I'm probably very aligned to what you're saying. And it's a daily task. Um, but I think it's just keep going and, and believe in yourself and, and, and maybe stretch outside of the comfort zone, really. And, and that's where the growth is, you know. Um, so you've made a, a leap of faith, I suppose, in 2020, um, really stepping outside of the senior leadership roles um, and setting up your, your own um, company. And, and you're, you're doing amazing work. Um, so for anybody who's listening, um, who's maybe feeling a wee bit at a crossroads or thinking about making a change, but again, that um, self-talk is maybe talking them out of it. Um, what advice would you would you give them? Well, I'll give them the advice that I, I constantly give myself as well. I, I use a lot of the ABC kind of models in, in my work. And for thinking about change I would look at um, actions beliefs and connections and the reasons I'm saying that is in terms of actions start somewhere you know if you think that you want to change you need to start and set some small steps towards achieving those goals and I'm not talking about massive big things to think oh I'm going to go from this job to that job in three days but if you think you want to change something about your life about your work about the way that you interact with people you have to start taking action nobody is going to come in on a white horse and save you nobody is going to come in and spoon feed you and make this all easy it is a privilege and a gift to have a life and particularly to have a life where you have good health and the means to enjoy that life so you cannot waste that talent and that skill that you actually have there so take some actions set some goals and take the small steps every day towards doing those it might be something as simple as you know reading a book or listening to a podcast or starting to do affirmations with where you want to go but you have to start somewhere because if you don't somebody else will 
and it's 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 uh, I think the, it was a Chinese proverb that said the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago the next best time is now so start to do something now to affect that change in terms of the beliefs and again you'll know from what I've said earlier there believe in yourself that positive narrative that self-talk that actually inspires uplifts and gives you that confidence and the wonderful Mary Black who I um, did a piece of work with before around coaching Mary talked about getting your toolkit and your evidence so for every piece of negative talk that comes in there where's the evidence for that because loads of time there is no evidence that's just you and it's just your thoughts so how can you counteract that with the positive talks with the evidence that shows look where I've made progress look where where I've gained that before look where I've achieved that goal and then just keep coming back to that as well and then connect and I know Belinda you will be 100% behind this the power of connection is everything There will be somebody who can share skills, expertise, somebody who can mentor you, somebody who can link you in with somebody else to talk to, somebody who can show you a a brilliant network to get involved in. And connecting with other people will really help you to connect with self as well because then you will know what inspires you, what your values are, and then you will connect with the right people because there are some people who you connect with and then you will think, right, why did I do that? Or, okay, that just does not feel very balanced to me here and you may need to say, no, I'm walking away. And as long as you do that for the right reasons and respectfully with that person or those networks, that's 100% okay. So it's small steps every day, but it's being true to yourself. And when you have those connections, as well they will hold you accountable you say you're going to do stuff somebody will say how are you getting on with that and then you need to present and know that you're doing that as well love it abc so straightforward in terms of you know an analogy and and yeah i love it absolutely love it and i think that will be a big takeaway um for myself and indeed for everybody listening in terms of abc today and um, so actions belief and connections absolutely love it and you know when you reflect back um Catherine and, and on the journey and, and we can all look back at our younger self um, and if we had all the lessons that we've learned from then to now well we'd be maybe 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 a bit different but I'm not sure um, so what what if, if you were to reflect back to your younger self what's the best piece of advice that you would tell yourself based on all of the journey and all of the experiences you've had that it is your journey and don't compare yourself to other people and I think comparison and particularly when we had the social media aspect of, of, of our lives as well it's very easy to get sucked into what other people are doing and to think that you're maybe not at the right stage or somebody's ahead of you or somebody's better than you or somebody's more successful but the only person you're really competing with is yourself because if you go back to your values your purpose why are you doing this work why are you living this life then you, you, you there's absolutely no um way that you you need to compare because you will just be running it living it believing it the way that you want to be on your terms and that has been really powerful for me and it's still a work in progress because again sometimes you will see people particularly if it's in your same line of work and you think oh why did I not think of that or you know they're doing that or whatever but ultimately then you will collaborate with the right people and there's loads of work out there there's loads of amazing connections out there and if you take it at your pace and do it for the right reasons that um, is fundamental to the way that you live your life well then the comparison won't happen you will only be competing and comparing with yourself and that's the best person to do that with so I'm going to flip it on its head your 90 year old self what do you want to say to her 
keep moving, keep getting out of that bed and keep stretching the legs. We There's a few of us uh, that walk a lot together and go out and about and we do laugh about, you know, wh- where's the future going to take us and what's it going to be like? Because we might get up in the mornings and, you know, the hair might be greyer, the wrinkles might be more <laughs> pronounced, but we still feel exactly the same as we did when we were running about 25 years ago. So it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> I have a, a mother-in-law who's in her 80s and she is a powerful woman. She's just loves life she's always um just so positive with things she's a lot of challenges herself uh, in her life but I would love to be um like her in terms of her mindset and her approach to life as well and I think honestly it's those simple things it's getting out in nature it's being able to stretch and move it's surrounding yourself with people that you can have a bit of a laugh with and a bit of fun with not taking yourself too seriously either and there is no doubt that fundamentally having gratitude at the center of all that you do it just makes you see more things to be grateful for and it makes you connect with more people who will give you that sense of joy and gratitude in your life as well so I am hoping Belinda that that's where it's going to go and if I'm still saying and doing that when I'm 90 brilliant we'll we'll do another podcast then (laughs) (laughs) well I'll certainly look forward to that so you know for listeners and if they want to reach out and find more about the well-being pathway Catherine what's the best way for them to contact you so I am on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn, just Catherine Mernon. And then I have the wellbeingpathway.com, which is the website. Um, you can subscribe there just to my newsletter, which you'll get little bits and ups, up, updates and bits and pieces there. But honestly, it's just an absolute joy to talk and, and share with someone like you today, Belinda. And I would love to connect with other people in different ways, even if it's somebody just wants to, to have a chat or somebody's feeling at that stage where they maybe want to affect that change in their local community or in the places where they live, work, play and learn. And I'd be really happy to have a chat about that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Catherine, I could talk to you all day. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I think listeners watch this space in terms of Catherine Mernon. Remember that name? Um, um, lots of wonderful things um, coming down the track for Catherine and indeed the wellbeing pathway and it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much Catherine for taking part in the Be Inspired to Be podcast um, and this series obviously is in collaboration with the Ulster University and, and you're a proud graduate as I am. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time Catherine. Belinda, thank you. Absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast in collaboration with Ulster University. If you are a University of Ulster graduate who's lost touch, they'd really love to hear from you. And you can be part of the global Ulster University alumni network and join over 220,000 graduates from right across the globe, building and strengthening connections. They offer a host of benefits and services. So please do check out and sign up today at ulster.ac dot uk forward slash alumni thank you for listening please feel free to follow me on at be inspired to be across all of the usual social platforms or indeed visit my website www.beinspiredtobe.com